You are now tuned in to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. It's the KKP on your mother flipping airways. Hear the name ringing through the halls and the stairways. You are listening to a bar that can segway. All the latest toppers guaranteed to fill your headspace. It's a safe place to voice your opinion. Say what you feel just like you're a kid again. Kid to pro and friends, black as obsidian. Chaotic culture, that's the world we living in. So, what's the word? True, they did. I, I did read that. Uh, right. I don't yeah. know if I caught that or not. I have to look that one up. Yeah, like they just dropped yeah, like, right. like they just started that, and it's just they do so much and they do so well with it. It's just one of the things that we just don't talk about it. That's fair, man. That's fair. And big shout out to Sports Illustrated for doing their damn thing. Like again, as you said, JB, that's that's. The fact that they're even able to report and they don't miss on that, that is that speaks highly of their their wrestling coverage, man. And honestly, I just as we said previously before, man, definitely shout out to all like the uh the the black podcasters who cover wrestling that are you know in these spaces now. Because as Jay had mentioned, you know, when we were growing up, that was not possible, or we could have never imagined it. And now we got more black people in this space than ever and then on top of that you got uh as you said you mentioned wale and his love for it so it's just it's it's really crazy it's really crazy to see you know rap artists like wale and rick ross when he was with aew uh being in this heavily involved in wrestling uh with that in mind uh good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the chaotic culture podcast this is a wrestling episode so if you're not into wrestling you can go ahead and turn it off now or just hit that plate and, and counter up the numbers whatever you want to do we appreciate you but yeah we are going to cover wrestling because yeah this is a big moment that happened in wwe a moment that a lot of us did not think would happen ever again to be honest uh but we have to cover this uh so a uh, quick introduction for those who don't know. I'm the host and creator of the Catacultural Podcast, your boy Cat the Pro, aka the Aqua Presentation. Uh, your, your favorite music nerd, favorite music nerd. Uh, I'm trying to just get through all of these, but yeah, you already know the 843 is me, but VA is where I stay. Always chaotic, never toxic. Back again, once again, with black culture highlights and black culture shenanigans. Uh, with me, of course, is uh, the uh, the soundboard general, of course, uh, Jay Lee Trey. If you can go ahead and give a quick introduction, sir. Funny is- <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, this is your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Jay Lee Trey, also known as uh, the French Toast Bandit, um, a.k.a. one-seventh of the Elite Seven of Shogo High. Um, and on top of that, one of the amazing co-hosts of the Cataculture Podcast. Shout out to Kid as well. Um, yeah, man. Hell of a wrestling... I'm going to just say the last... I'm going to just give it 10 months. Like, it's literally been 10 months straight of just fire. It don't matter what company that you like or I don't care if you're an MLW fan. I don't care if you're an AEW fan, a New Japan fan, WWE, obviously, especially after, you know, the other night. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's it doesn't matter. If you are a fan of wrestling, this is definitely the episode to tune in. And we got, you know, we got some special guests sliding through, too. So, yeah, it's going to be a good job. Be a good time. Indeed, indeed. Starting with the first special guest. Uh, He's actually the first time he's been on this podcast. JB versus what the up, world. Yes, sir. JB versus the whole world. I will smack everybody and their mama respectfully if you disrespect me and my peoples. What's going on, everybody? JB of JB versus the world. Um, 
this is my first time here. So I do I like a full introduction? Do I do the whole thing or go, go ahead and get a full introduction, bro? You it's right. your first time yeah. here. So it's your first time here, right. bro. All right, man. What's up? What you want to talk about, man? Because that's about me, man. That's why I be fighting everybody, man. You talk about sports, I got you. Want to talk about anime, I got you. Want to talk cartoons, comics, I got you. TV, movies, I got you. And obviously wrestling. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be here with y'all today. And I'm here with my peoples. I'm here with my brothers. I'm here with fellow kings to talk about wrestling, to talk about these war games with y'all. Because WWE brought it. And just like Jay said, it is the golden time to be a wrestling fan. If there was ever a time you wanted to hop in, Talk about it, revel in it, stew in it, bask in it. This is your time. And we're going to got some stuff for y'all today because I'm not trying to punk y'all out, but you might want to stick around for this. <laughs> that, nigga's well played, good, sir. that nigga's good. Well fucking played, my brother. <laughs> All right. And um, and joining us, who technically isn't the first time that he's joined the Chaotic Coaches, just the first time that he's uh, joined us in uh, a recorded space as opposed to a live episode of the O that you should know. Omar, please go ahead. What is going on? Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. is going What's happening, man? What's going on, man? It's the O that you should know, Omar Solo. Uh, one third, if we're doing full introductions, one third of the culture cast for the culture by the culture. We do it for the culture. If you're not down with the culture, we just can't help you. Uh, shout out to my wrestling peeps. Also, um, just a regular sophisticated ratchet anime nigga. Excuse me, a nigga who watch anime. And I can say that, right? Yeah, you're yeah you can say that. Okay, I, I assumed I could. I just didn't want to make any assumptions. Uh, word to the team, the Baratier boys, you already know the vibes. Happy to be here to talk about wrestling. Because <laughs> to quote that famous video, wrestling is for niggas. Wrestling <laughs> is for niggas. Hey, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Absolutely. As they've said before, this is the this is such a great time to be a wrestling fan. Like so much has been going on. Listen, if you are a fan of MLW, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. If you're a fan of New Japan, it's always a good fan. Of, you know, it's always a good year. <laughs> always a, a good time for that fan. shit. Yes, <laughs> always a good time. Always a good time. Uh, listen, if you're a fan of of, of stardom. Triple A, like what Lucha Underground, whatever your preference, this is this is the time for you. Of, of course, if you are a fan of AEW, you know, big shout outs to y'all. Um, there are some changes that have been that are being made within AEW's ranks, but still, as far as the wrestling content itself, it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the storylines are, you know, that's if, if that's what you like about AEW, that's your preference. In my opinion, the storylines aren't the best right now. Creatively, it's kind of like eh, but Still, the wrestling itself is still phenomenal within AEW, and I still love watching it. But WWE, I don't know what it is. It just seemed like ever since 2022, uh, when you-know-who, so-called, quote-unquote, retired, and Triple H took over, things have been on the up. And even when uh, Vince had his little, um, what, what's the word I'm calling Uh I don't want to call it a. It's not not exactly a takeover because technically he was he already owned it, but uh, hostile takeover. That's what we're looking for. When mm, he tried to do the hostile come takeover, back. yeah, when he, and, when he, when he bullied himself back, back in, <laughs> yeah, bull, yeah, bullied himself, himself back yeah. in. He was and, out here breathing. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we already know that they came to an agreement within uh, with Endeavor and whatnot. Um, them and UFC came together. They formed TKO. And of course, he got the position of what is it, executive producer, 
because uh, we know he was executive producer of WWE when he forced his way back in. But now I guess he's executive producer. That being said, he has been forced completely out of creative, which means that Triple H is back at the helm once again, fully in control. So on top of that, Vince like sold, sold a good bit of his stocks. He's still kind of like the majority shareholder, but he sold a bunch of his stock, which I, in our terms, it means, okay, he's quietly like, leaving and that exit, how are you bro. thank yeah. god mm-hmm. i mean because because truly like even to your point kid like not to cut you i'm about to say i'm about to say it right on up this the other thing it's like especially after what happened last night for because we're like live recording this but for some of y'all it was a few nights ago the shift is here <laughs> for our yes. entertainment the shift is like we like we seen a partial shift but now the shift has arrived we were talking. I was talking to somebody else earlier today when, we, when I was out watching football, and they was into wrestling. They said, "Yo, is Hunter really about to do it?" I said, "Hey, I think so, man. It's a good time. It's a really good time." And I think another thing um, to add on to what you were saying, Jay, is that on top of it being a wonderful time in wrestling, WWE has provided us, like especially over the course of the last year since SummerSlam, this has been percolating. Like, these things that they've been doing. Thanks. Whether it's the bloodline or the return of EO Sky or the return of Nia Jax or even the the well, the two that were on screen last night and somebody else who returned and you know who's to come. Like on top of that, like on all these things are going on, like we haven't even gotten started yet. We <laughs> there's have so it. much we really have so much more left to be done. There's so much more surprises left. And the fact that the surprises that we've gotten to this point are genuine surprises. Yeah. Like in the age where the internet cannot hold water, like we knew Randy was coming, mm-hmm. but we didn't know about that last one. Like, or the last two, when, JB, or the last. Yeah. Hey, hey, black people win again. The truth <laughs> shall set you right. free. Wrestling is for who? <laughs> Wrestling is for niggas. Like they are cooking up a five star meal with everything they've been giving us so far. Like, and that's to your point, um, kid. AEW, phenomenal matches, storytelling, and WWE, storytelling. It's off the charts right now. It's the best it's ever been. Even the little subtleties in the background of other segments to the facial expressions. And it's they're cooking right now. Yes. And I'm loving every I'm loving every second of it. Eight, eight, eight o'clock tomorrow night as of this recording. I'm tuning in. I'm locked in the raw. Cause I need locked to know. In. Locked in, bro. And even with me not watching Raw or SmackDown like consistently, I still catch highlights or I'll still go back on YouTube TV and, you know, just watch um, certain matches if I have to. But, yeah, tomorrow I'm dead locked in like, oh, I got to see what happens now. Uh, I will say that even even NXT has been very, very, very consistent as far as is storytelling and and take NXT for what it is. Yes. It's still technically developmental, but at the same time, the storylines that are going through NXT have got you locked in. Like, Oh my gosh, yo, they, they're actually making this real entertainment. And you said the big thing right there too. Sorry Mm -hmm. to interject, but it's being treated as a developmental brand. Now, mind you, we all love the black and gold era of Mm -hmm. NXT, you know, Adam Cole and then Keith Lee double champion. And it was amazing. And then a lot of people, when they uh, transitioned into NXT 2.0, we were a little shaky, myself included, but I have, you know, I have faith, right? Uh, belief without evidence, word to Code Babers. Um, and as we've seen now that it's a true developmental brand with multiple storylines, with now a partnership with 
the main event talent at WWE. Mm-hmm. When they come down, it's not, yes, they are for one-offs, but you're seeing programs. You saw a program with Tiffany Stratton and Becky Lynch. Yes. Okay? You're about to see Johnny Gargano. You're seeing Wesley being pushed with Gargano coming down. We have um, the my big homie, the Australian uh, big homie. Uh, oh, Bronson yeah. Reed. Bronson, Bronson Reed. And um, and Dijak in that uh, qualifier match to get to Dirty Dom, who's holding that North American title, while also giving Dom the experience in the ring because he's still so young, but his character work is amazing. So how do you improve by how do you improve your ring work by working? So being mm-hmm. in NXT, being on the road in those house house shows, which I really wish AEW really really fully committed to is those house shows because. That ring work is it's the body of work, baby. And what does uh, the the dream say? It's your body, your body of work. Okay, that's gonna make you do. <laughs> that's a good dream. That's a good dream. <laughs> Shout out to O for his uh, Dusty Rhodes impersonation, bro. Uh, but um, yeah, no, you are absolutely right. And I think that one thing that AEW could benefit from is just like having a performance center. To be honest, I know that you know WWE capitalized on that, and that has helped them out tremendously as far as talent. We're seeing talent that have never wrestled before actually come in and be superstars, and it's and it's crazy. And then we have those who are in the indies will come in and just be able to fit the WWE style more cleanly because of that performance center. So. Overall, if you have something like that, I think that will definitely help you in the long run. So I hope that AEW is able to capitalize on that because even back in the day when WCW had the power plant, that was something that they used to uh, to get their ready for the main stage. So uh, I I Don't highly work. suggest you know if you are you know if you're big enough and you have the money to do so, then you know invest in a center to where you can develop your wrestlers and you know be have them to be able to perform. Um. That in mind, of course, you know, with AEW, I know it's a little freer right now as far as the style, and it's also a little dangerous because a lot of our favorites keep getting hurt because they just want to, you know, wrestle the way that they want to, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you just have to think about your lifespan because, granted, wrestling does shave years off your life, as we've seen. You know, uh, shout out to Terry Funk uh, to be able to even get to 79 slash 80 is amazing within the wrestling community especially mm-hmm. we've had like wrestlers who've passed away at 40 50 60 and early 70 it, it's crazy so i'm sitting here watching rick flair like man you know with despite whatever rick flair's got going on in his personal life because we all know that was a very controversial sign about aew i still look at him like this man is like what 72 73 and I, i'm gonna i'm starting to think that rick is immortal because ain't no way <laughs> and now he up there man he he, he is up there but I, I guess it also just depends on how safe that you were throughout your career because i mean hulk hogan is 70 and i don't really need to invoke his name but i'm just throwing it you know out there that you know he's still he still is who he is and he still seems to be alive and breathing but still <laughs> you know re- wrestling is does shave off years off your life so uh, but I do think that that performance center, if AEW decides to invest in one, will definitely help out their talent, um, especially any new incoming talent that they have. But that's AEW signings is another pod for another time because that's a whole that's a whole pod within itself. We need I, to I can talk I can dive in. Yeah, we could dive into AEW any time of the week. Um, yeah. and definitely because I got my thoughts and I talked to a bunch of folks on it. I, you know, I'm not a consistent AEW, but I, I understand it and I know it. But we that's mm-hmm. for another day. But you mentioned. Uh, styles 
and to pivot right back into Survivor Series and um, it's just to me, styles makes everything, styles make matches and of course, there's a, a certain wrestler in Survivor Series last night who has a style that's been the same wrestler for over 10 plus years, right? Mm-hmm. And yet he's he's still, not, not only is he still over, not only is he consistent, not only is he safe and he's healthy, but yesterday, if you watched on a woman on his TikTok, he did a little, his own little press conference for himself. He received a reaction that he did not expect. And that was The Miz. And that's my true MVP of yeah. Survivor Series. But we're going to talk about that later. I'm going to let you run the ship, Kev. But I can't wait till we talk about these matches. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So with that, um, we are going to start by talking about Survivor Series War Games. Uh, and it was a great concept when WWE first brought it to NXT. And honestly, War Games has has been a concept that kind of saved the Survivor Series program because we all know how Survivor Series was in years past. And it honestly had not been exciting uh, or as exciting for years now. You know, it's their second longest running program behind WrestleMania. And just you kind of knew what you were getting. Like, okay, it's going to be SmackDown versus Raw. It's going to be a five on five or a four on four elimination match. You know what? What? What else is new at this point? Who's going to be the survivor? Are they? Are they actually going to push the survivor or survivors? You know what's going to happen next? And it was kind of the same old wash, rinse, and repeat. Uh, but uh, adding the war game stipulation to Survivor Series last year after Vince had temporarily stepped down, it kind of sparked my interest again. Like, oh my gosh, he's they're combining Survivor Series and War Games. Okay, now I'm locked in again because I love War Games matches. Um, even back in the day with WCW, like I, that was something that Talk I about could it. appreciated. So yes, sir, I was glad that they brought it back to start with NXT, and glad that they had you know pushed it on to Survivor Series. Now I do think that Survivor Series can benefit from adding the traditional four on four back or five on five back, but you know not on a more on an inconsistent basis, like maybe throw that in there every other war games match or you, so on and so forth. But that's another topic for another uh, another day. Can, can I piggyback um, off of that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. And, and just to just to speak about the old school Survivor Series way, what you're saying, the classic way. I think I I agree, and also I guess like challenge it a tad bit if they decide to do that or bring back the classic matches. Because if you think about it from back in the day. When you did have the classic matches, it was it was like the old school Team USA versus Team UK, or it'll be mm-hmm. um, and that was also during a time where like we know the 80s, 90s, it was like certain certain wars and shit were going on, or certain particular political views and political issues, or you know, the Canada versus the US. It was like a it was storylines in 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 uh in WWF at the time that Vince was definitely capitalizing on about, you know, the, the country versus country situation, especially yep. with the Olympics was on during that time, like in 96 and stuff like that. They did all of those things. I think it's today's 2023. You kind of, kind of, you can have, you have to kind of like adapt. And I think war games has mm-hmm. done exactly what it needed to do, which was to adapt to today's times because people like, like we talked about the word surprises earlier. People like surprises. People like yep. to be wild. Like, that's what it is. It's not necessarily about the weapons anymore. It used to be. Like, remember remember, remember the blood days? Like, I don't even care about blood. AEW has blood. I get it. I, it's not my biggest thing anymore. I want to see, like, really good wrestling now. Because maybe yep. just because Jay Lee Trey is spoiled by New Japan, but putting the war games into this and actually seeing good wrestling, good wrestling from WWE is is big to me. I haven't seen this since cruiserweight days. So I'm like, 
everybody can wrestle right now, it feels like, in WWE. Like, I haven't yeah, seen I think, a bad performer yet. So it's been, I think, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you good, bro? Um, I think the thing is with what they're doing in WWE, they've been doing it for a long time, but really it's been, especially hot in Triple H's era, is that on free TV, they they give you the sampler. You know they give you the, the little bit. They let them run a little bit. And then when it comes to the the premium live events, we can't call it pay-per-views no more, the premium live events, mm-hmm. um, that's when they go all out. That's when they give them the freedom to to stop holding back. And I think that because of the smaller shows, like I don't know if you guys have noticed, but every smaller show just about has been out of the country. And yep. they've been happy to receive them. That's like true. your backlashes or your paybacks or whatnot. There are there other places, Money in the Bank even, Crown Jewel. Like these are put shows that are out of the country and performers are showing their ass off and the crowds are happy to receive them. So the shows that are normally aren't as big feel bigger than they normally would. And, you know, in wrestling, it's it's performers, it's moment, it's crowd, all meeting in one moment. And that's how we get a bad bunny versus Damian Priest. That's how we Preach. get that's how we get um an EO Sky versus uh Bianca Belair. That's mm-hmm. how we get um let me take another one. Uh Gunther and Sheamus. <laughs> and, Gunther, um, man. I love man, so much. Yeah. Greatest Intercontinental champion of all time already. No. But we'll stop. Like it's not even a it's not even a discussion. But um yeah, like the WWE has been slowly been doing stuff for their smaller shows. So when they get to the bigger shows, it feels a lot grander than what it is. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel like War Games was such a spectacle that it was last night. Because that, of those little things that they do. Fact. You know, and I, I was at the um the when they brought War Games back, it was in Chicago. It was at the NXT show, and I was there. Um, and I remember when Kevin Owens came out, I, I got a record, I popped because, you know, they had that little mystery moment. Then you heard his music and I was like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, I remember watching <laughs> Pete Dunn go against, um, in a four way, then won the rights to battle Adam Cole the next day on the main Baby. show Survivor series. You know, Baby. I remember watching, I remember watching Keith Lee at that moment being, <laughs> I won't. I don't want to talk about. It. I, I still get up. I still get frustrated. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Won't won't talk about it. But, but in retrospect, I understand it. And also, I, I saw his latest promo. And if he's if he's in shape, oh, watch out. Anyways, um, but no, I think the key thing with um, and to piggyback on and just rep, put time a bow on everything that you guys just said. I think. WWE recently, especially with trips in charge, has done a great job of stabilizing the mid card. And when you're stabilized, when you have a stable mid card with consistent storylines, like in a way, I hear what Johnny says, what Jay Lee Trey says, excuse me, uh, with the um, the matches. And I think good matches to me are a bonus. I care about the story. You know, I'm invested into the story, um, and I can care. That's why I feel like speaking of a card, Roman Reigns was even on his card, and I cared about the story. You know, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns is the king of mm-hmm. making a story work, no matter who mm-hmm. he's facing. So, because you don't remember any story, uh, Roman match, you remember them, but like you remember the story. And that's the same thing with Survivor Series this year. You remember the buildup, you know, Becky becoming part of the faces teams with women. Both faces uh, t- squads won, by the way. Yeah, they the did. Randy, you know, the Randy Orton, the tease. Jay, uh, main event Jay's face when he saw Orton, you know, tying back to the bloodline because he put him out, uh, put him out. You know, Miz mm-hmm. on his re- on his redemption, Gunther being just the final villain, um, was uh, Rhea Ripley being just <laughs> being Ripley, being real, yeah, yeah, being her. So, um, really, Buddy Matthews, you look like a star. Mm-hmm. So, she like, is a, 
Mega mm-hmm. I'm sorry, JB. I'm no, sorry, my bad. You get to talk about Rhea. I just like yes. mega. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even like. It isn't even like a, a uh, if I speak moment, but also if I speak. But for real, for real, she is a star. Like her and Bianca, and her for them two and Raquel to come up at the same time, and just to see how Rhea has kind of taken off and have a life of her own after kind of being around and not being around, and then having her moment against. Um, uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania in front of nobody and then how that kind of killed her momentum and having to rebuild that and rebuild her character and become the nightmare and join the Judgment Day and essentially be the leader of that group and basically just being the Judgment Day's run Monday Night Raw for like the last like three to four months and her right. being the centerpiece of all of that is just chef's kiss for what they've done to her and she's not even the peak of who she can be yet so I was just having a little moment when you rich in her because I'm so nah, proud man. and so happy for her I Not to mention, Rose. of course, that that whole uh, the fact that she got to run it back with Charlotte at WrestleMania in front of a live crowd and and put on one of the best performances at WrestleMania in, in ever almost like it is widely regarded as one of the best women's matches ever. Like even next to uh, Bianca and at the time Sasha, so it's really just a full circle moment for her for for her to be able to come into her own to the point where like she's really one of the only members of the Judgment Day that will get cheered even if she's being you know a full-on heel like they they absolutely love Rhea so uh I I totally 100% agree with you but to O's point yeah just with with as far as like character work and as far as storylines you know when you have great wrestling that's good but if you can have you know good wrestling and great storylines blended in together I think WWE is really starting to cook with that and as he said he's strengthening the mid card uh because right now like the upper card for Smackdown it's clearly Roman is completely at the top and he's currently not on tv at the moment but still he is the pinnacle that you have to reach and we i think most of us know where that's going to end up being at wrestlemania 40 but still just having all of these actual storylines that you care about like we got the lwo storyline which we're going to get to in a little bit man the the issue with the judgment day still going on you've got uh the storyline of how who's going to beat gunther and who's going to challenge next for the intercontinental championship you've got the inner workings of imperium maybe you know things are not as green as they uh as they are with it within imperium itself uh just uh, all of the storylines within WWE seem to be, you know, cooking one way or another. So I, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens on Raw. That being said, let me let me go ahead and run this back. So Survivor Series War Games, we start with the Women's War Games match. And as we all know, it's the, the faces versus the, the heels. We've got the face team of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, uh, Shotzi, and Bianca Belair versus the team of damage control, which includes Oscar, Kyrie Sane, Eoskai, and Bailey. And we all know Dakota Kai is still technically on the shelf, but I'm also glad that they're including her in this storyline as well. You know, even though she can't wrestle, she's still very much involved in the creative, and that's a, a, a great thing to have. Uh, what we're going to do, of course, is we're going to kind of give our grades on the matches themselves and, you know, kind of how we felt about the match and what that does going forward. Uh, so for me, this match was an A. I I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with what the women were able to do within this match and, and hats off to them because they came in as the opener match and absolutely fucking killed it. It was phenomenal to see, you know, EO did the spot where she was in the trash can yet again and leapt from the top of the cage That's to wipe fact. everybody out. And 
and it's like, dang, you see it a second time, but it still don't get old. So I'm like, oh, damn, yo, this shit about to cook for real, for real. Uh, you had uh, to leading up to that point, you had her dropping the chain down and Dakota actually hooking up the trash can so she could pull it up to the top and put it on. Uh, you've had the incident where uh, Bailey, you know, we were talking about it on the Internet. If you were in the wrestling community about how, you know, pretty much this is kind of a setup for everybody to turn on Bailey. And yeah, she took the bullet for just about everybody, but she was also the one who lost the match. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. But still, the the introduction of the, of course, we knew that weapons were going to be involved. You know, you had your your kendo sticks, you had the trash cans, you had the trash can lid, um, you had the chairs, uh. You had the one spot where, yeah, the the table, of course, they finally brought in the table because the audience was begging for it. And Oscar was just like, oh, you want the table? Oh, okay. And actually did, you know, what the audience asked, which I I thought she was going to swerve the audience, but she was like, nope, she just threw it in there. So, you know, had the whole crowd chanting, thank you, Oscar. It was amazing to see. You had the fire extinguisher moment as well, where Oscar actually tried to miss someone again, missed, and Bianca came and actually hit her with the fire extinguisher. I thought that was great storytelling as well. Like, oh, I've been victim of this miss too many times. I got something for your ass. Great uh, callback. Yes, very great very callback great callback. Sure. Uh, and just overall, seeing the the reuniting of Charlotte and Becky, um, I'm pretty sure that they're still ironing out some stuff real time as, uh, you know, as real individuals. But just seeing them to be able to, like, get in the match and actually hug it out, I was like, oh, feel good moment, man. We got to turn around because they were rivals for a long time inside and out the ring. And now we actually get a, a full circle moment seeing them, you know, on the same page once again. So it was really a really feel good match. Uh, I was a lot of people were saying that it would hurt damage control if they lose. And I'm like, if Bailey takes the pin. That's not going to hurt them because that gives them reason to actually kick her out the group. So it's going to be interesting how this plays out because Bailey, in my opinion, you know, needs another face turn. I haven't seen Bailey as a face in so long, and I kind of want to see that that uh, her do a face again. She really surprised me as a great heel when that did happen because we were all begging for it. But now I do want to see a Bailey face run again. So, yeah, this this was a, a an A for me. This is an excellent match. Uh, any comments? No, I got uh one, just one thing. Uh, my favorite spot, truly. Um, I I I am one of Charlotte Flair's like biggest fans. Like secretly, I don't really be super out with it. Uh, but her doing that moonsault from the top of the cage, yes. never gets old, bro. That never gets old for me. Um, and and to your point, two K, like with with her and uh her and Becky, like definitely hugging it out was a great feel good moment. Um. I do think the trash can portion was fire as hell. <laughs> like, I'm just, we're just seeing things. And also, I gave the match an A as well. But we're just seeing things from the women's division that, like, I know if the women are fighting, I'm tuned in. Like, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. And it's been like this for a few years now for me. And I'm just, we're just seeing this. I mean, and then we already know who's still to come. I mean, Jade ain't fought yet. <laughs> she yeah. hasn't. Jade ain't fought yet. Yeah. I have a theory um, on that too. Yeah, me same. Me too. Same. Me too as well. I want to have the same one, JB. We'll talk about it. Uh, okay. But but yeah, like, I'm. It's so much to come from this women's division. I, I future tag team champions. I can see Becky and uh, Charlotte getting that for sure. I, I can mm-hmm. I can definitely see it happening. Um, it kind of wrote for itself here at Survivor Series, or at least gave us the preview or maybe the inkling of it possibly happening. 
the double figure four slash uh, arm bar moment was fire between her and Becky. They yep. almost they almost won the match off that hole too. Um, and I just I was thoroughly impressed with this match. Like war games is always fun, but when the women are able to just just lay it all on the line to JB's point earlier, where they're just like the these these uh these premium live events is where they kind of just let go and do what the hell they want to do and just choreograph crazy shit. I love yep. that shit. So yeah, it's a it's to me 100 five star match. Um, not no Dave Meltzer type shit, but <laughs> but, but uh, six stars in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah, like like, like six point seven five. Right, like this shit is definitely for me like a like a five for sure. A five out of five. This shit was fire. I love every second of it. Absolutely. All right. I I oh you want to go first? Yeah, I give match a B. Um, I think. Only reason why I give it a B is I think I'm waiting for the be- the payoff as Kev was talking about earlier. I think the ladies did a great job. I think the trash can spot is always going to be perfect for future memes, uh, especially for me. <laughs> I, love, I, love my, I, I love my quality mid. So when the quality mid comes to my timeline, I'm jumping into that. Hole. So um, multiple memes to come. So, but I give it a B more so. I do feel like, to me, I'm more of a fan of what they do to build up to Rhea. Um, we'll talk mm. about that later for projections mm. into the year. So um, there is multiple storylines that can happen. There's multiple ways you could take it with the women's tag uh, title picture. You can also go with uh, where's, where's Bianca going in this? As she's uh, returned. We saw shades of her going heelish or maybe more um, hey, I'm her to an extent. And of course mm. you have Jay coming down the road too as well, who I'm perfectly fine if Jay goes to NXT too. So and that's why it's spoken I don't think she is. I don't think, <laughs> I, mean, I, think okay. yeah, I think she can go everywhere. Um, oh yeah. But you know, ain't nothing hey, ain't nothing wrong getting that experience because she's still pretty green. She's green yeah. is money, but she's also green. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's facts. And I uh, think um just to make a quick comment on that, I do think that uh, someone had mentioned, I think it was Triple H who said that that no fault through no fault of her own, she was limited. And they were just mm-hmm. like, Yeah, she's still very green because again, AEW doesn't have a performance center. So it's like she just got through with the Cody Rose Nightmare Factory School and then immediately got thrown into the ring. And it's like she worked hard. Life. She was training with uh, Brian Danielson and yeah. every morning, like they said, she was a super hard worker. And she, I mean, her, she's a natural athlete, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And but you know, to like her credit, she, yeah, she's gotten better. But now there, there needs to be that element of we can't, you know, we don't, we want to be sure that you can have a match without having to do too much hiding because you could tell that you know when a lot of wrestlers carry within WWE, if their opponent isn't as well versed or as you know well experienced in the ring, that sometimes they can cover them, cover for them, and hide their faults and whatnot. WWE does a great job of doing that, but I think they want to make sure that you know there, are, there are no mistakes being made with jade when it comes to that so you know props to them if they continue to train her please whether it's they debut her at the rumble or if they debut her at wrestlemania take all the time that you need she's gonna be money she's gonna be a star regardless yeah and i think as far as exp- for, uh, performers go last night uh shotsby and dom are the only ones that are really inexperienced mm-hmm. so we got a lot of veteran presence from last night but um Women's wrestling is incredible, and wrestling as a whole is better when women's wrestling is thriving. And yeah. um, overall, I give that that War Games match a B plus. Um, for all the reasons you guys have said, but I think 
um, one thing we have to highlight and really just like like put a spotlight on because I don't think she gets enough credit um, is Bailey. Bailey has been the women's MVP since the pandemic. Yes. She has put her back on the on the division, and then when the crowds came back, she had tore ACL like the the week before, and just missed Mania, missed everything. Just but it's still as she come back, it's just been like a stalwart. Mm-hmm. And even there's a performer last night when it comes to storytelling, she was doing the heavy lifting. Um, as far as like her, and even in the post match, her post match interview, um, taking shots for the team, directing traffic, uh, breaking up pinfalls, yep. taking the hit, and then eating the pin. Um, and that's just a microcosm of everything that she has been doing for WWE for the last few years. And it does, she doesn't get enough credit. And she is a phenomenal performer. I I think she's very unsung and. She's one of those performers that we take for granted. She was always considered the unsung hero of the of the four horsewomen. Like when it, when it came to those four, she was the the underrated underdog. Um, but she was always, in my opinion, the one who you know carries a lot of you know what we miss when it comes to the four horsewomen. She does a lot of behind the scenes work, and as you said, with since the pandemic, she has really just been that workhorse. Of even when she tore her ACL, she was you know still tried to carry the flag and the banner for uh the for the women's division and you know hats off to Bailey for that um another unsung hero that we in my opinion or rather I ain't gonna say unsung hero another story element that I should have mentioned of course was uh was Kyrie Sane obviously you know the history between Kyrie Sane and Bailey when they you know released Kyrie from the cage she took her time getting to the ring while Bailey was of course getting you know, pretty much for lack of a better term, jumped. So I'm like, you know, that's actually great storytelling because she's not rushing to the ring to help her partner. She's taking her sweet ass time. Hmm, hmm, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I wonder what that could mean. So, and, and it's crazy because uh, Bailey was the one who ate the spear that was meant for Kyrie. So it, it'll it be interesting to see how that storyline plays off, but definitely hats off to the women. They, they really, really, really did their thing. Can I add um, one more thing about Bailey real quick before we move? Yeah, go ahead. This this is just my own personal. Um, I I was not a fan of Bailey years ago. I wasn't like even during like the Bianca time and all uh, and Sasha Banks all the other time all the other stuff. I wasn't I was not a big fan. Um, I thought she was just like super super small to me. Even with, uh, with the whole floaty thing, I thought it was corny. I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I did really did. But she has won me over with this heel turn. And on top of that, like have y'all noticed since the ACL injury, she done put on some muscle. Um, yeah. Not Pam with the abs, she's just thick. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I don't oh my know gosh. what it is. <laughs> I don't know what that it is. That is a bro. blessed woman, bro. Bro, I said, hold on. Bailey, excuse me? Like, you? All right. And I, I just wanted to point that out. Like, to me, she looks a lot more athletic, a lot more better to me, like, when it comes down to in ring performance. And also, like the fact, oh, um, I just I'm actually rewatching while I'm while I'm watching this our truce moment with the potato chips just happened. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, like Bailey, I listen. I'm a fan now for sure. I kind of don't want her to get kicked out of of damage control. That'd be really sad for me. But at the same time, Bailey does, I guess, quote unquote, do better as like a face. But I do like her as a heel. I enjoy her a lot more as a heel. But that's just me. I just wanted to point that out about about how how WWE can make people or the wrestler can actually make you change your opinion just because of a simple thing as a face or a heel change. Like it's just, it's, it's really yeah. good. Very, yeah. very much so, man. Um, and in all honesty, 
uh yeah bailey has done excellent heel work so you know now i think it's time for her to you know go back to being a face whether it's you know super quick or gradually i do want to to get that face experience again um but to your point yeah man when she tore acl she definitely put on uh s- some muscle and uh, of course uh jp copan with the yams bro. 10 out of 10 <laughs> for those who don't know bailey's real name is pamela martinez so yes That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> and, with and with the yams is is 100 spot on um I, I i am looking forward to seeing what happens in the women's division next uh because you know if my question is is going to be who is next in line for EO's championship because that's why I said maybe it might be Bailey because if they turn on her that gives Bailey a reason to go after the championship uh without Rumble, her necessarily man. turning on you could do that at mania you could do that yeah, mania yeah, you could do that yeah you could you really could so we'll see we will see what happens not, not rumble y'all say mania not rumble I'm, 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 um, you could you could drag it out if you wanted you could do it at the rumble if you wanted to cuz they backlash in, in December right no, no, um, no, no, no. February. Backlash is usually after backlash is after mania. Um so 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 what is what is the pay-per-view for this month for December? Like, so they're not they're actually not gonna do one this one. There's no no more next one is Rumble. Yeah. Um unless unless you count the NXT ones, that is deadline. That's the only one that's gonna be in December. I'll be I'll be tuned in. Don't matter what. Yeah, uh, listen, NXT, I'm there, bro. I don't care yes, what. Yes, sir. It is. Yes, sir. So, yeah, the next one after this is uh the next main uh main roster one is going to be Rumble, and then it's Elimination Chamber, which happens in Australia. Um, That's and the then one. yeah, I, I think that after that it's just gonna go straight to Mania. Crown um, Jewel. Oh, they're doing another Crown Jewel. I thought they already they're did. Doing... No, they got two. Yeah, two a year. Oh, well, shit. They gotta get that Saudi money. Collect that check. They gotta get that Saudi money. I knew that they went to. I know that they were going to Saudi twice. I just didn't know that they were doing another crown jewel at least until later. But okay, well, all right then. That's a, that's that's a multi year deal. Yeah, that's yes, it is. And that's another conversation for another time. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As they mentioned before, we did have our truth for turning in that uh, in the ruffles advert. Um, what's up? Course, yeah. What's you, up? You, it's glad to see R Truth back in the fold, man. Because after that injury on the NXT, I, I really, really was hurting for that man. And and granted, you know he's over fifty at this point, but he could still go. And just to see him on the shelf was really disheartening. But I'm glad that he's back. Uh, he has very, very entertaining. Like you can ask R Truth to do anything, uh, and he will absolutely do it and and knock it out the park no matter what. And he'll find a way to make you laugh one way or the other. So hats off to him, man. That, that is, I'm. Glad, glad to see him back in the fold one more time. Uh, and then following that, of course, we got uh, our Intercontinental Championship match between Gunta and The Miz. Uh, now, I did give this match a B. I think that the match was was really, really done well. Uh, and for storyline purposes, it showed us two things. Like, one, you know, The, the Miz is not still not appreciated enough. Right. And, and, and granted... You know, is he my favorite wrestler? No, but still, you know, the man has worked hard for the almost 20 years that he's been with WWE now. He is really, truly have, you know, has put in the work to come up with his own style. And it it actually makes for very entertaining uh, sports entertainment or wrestling. Like he really does what he has to do to, you know, whether it's to play against the crowd or to play into the crowd. I know we all consider Miz a much better heel than he is a face, but Preach. this this yeah. was still a very good match with him being uh, 
a tweener, I guess, because he still used heel tactics technically. So uh, seeing him be in that role um, was refreshing because, you know, some people, you know, it, it gets stale after a while, you know, and, and getting a change of character uh, or character motivations actually does help, you know, you maintain longevity within the business. So uh, definitely hats off to him. He, you know, him working with Gunther uh, actually made for a very great match. We all know Gunther can run with anybody. You know, you could put him in a in a match with a gobbledygooker for all we fucking care, and he'll still make that <laughs> shit a <laughs> four-star, five-star match. So um, it, I, I'm just saying. And I gotta hey. go get food real quick. I'll just say real quick, Gunther okay. is the MVP going into next year, and he needs to be positioned as the next either Universal Champion, like maybe he went all he went in damn near the distance in the Rumble last year. But mm-hmm. Gunther is Gunther is the final villain, and he will be positioned. Whoever gets the Intercontinental Channel might, might be Chad Gable. Uh, whoever they put push the storyline, they're gonna be over because of Gunther being so yes. him and. 2024, 2025 is going to be the year. Going through, you heard it here first on the Chaotic Culture Podcast. He Indeed. will have a championship by, the, by either Mania 25 or the end of next year. He'll have a world title. Great oh. match. Uh, give, it, give, it, give it a B plus, uh, mainly because um, Miz doesn't do anything special. He just works. Yep. Oh, I got, a, I got something for you, Oh, to, to come to think on. A potential WrestleMania match between Gunther and Ilya Dragunov. Run it back. And, Every- um, and not a mania, not yet, not enough money in Ilya yet, but I do love it. That's a good pay per view match, but mania's got to be for your uh, butts in the seats. So take that mania match and put it to the PLE they have in France or, Ger- or was it Germany Ooh. or France? They got a show coming up. Germany. I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you that one, but not for mania Ooh. yet. Ilya is still, um, he's not over to a mainstream audience yet. Okay. Yeah, I think when when Ilya does get that main roster call, though, I think that he, you know, when they eventually do run it back, first at a smaller event, uh, to O's point, I think is the where you start. But I do, I and I do want to see them at Mania at some point or another run that back because every match that they've had, both for one, both of them have never had a bad match. Like I've never seen a bad Ilya match, or I've never seen a bad go to match, you know, but. Those matches that they've had together, I've literally have been absolutely glued to the TV. Like, yo, what the f is about to happen, yo? For real, for real. And somehow or another, they make that shit work. They work really well together. So I do want to eventually see that um, on the big stage. Not right now, of course. We got to work through it. But yeah, um, yes, yeah, sir. Gunter, um, I think, uh, really, again, he could put anybody. He can make a bet. A, a bad opponent look really great. And Miz is not a bad opponent. As we said, Miz does nothing special. He just works. And with that in mind, the match that they had from a story storyline perspective and from, you know, storytelling perspective actually really, you know, made me engage. Like, okay, I know we just came off a hot uh, war games match, but now we're seeing this and we're actually seeing, you know, actually rooting for the Miz to see if he can conquer the the unconquerable, though we know that was not going to happen. It still made you root for him because he of the um of the things that he was able to do. So granted, 
I, I definitely appreciate Miz for making this a very entertaining match. And, I, of course, as always, I appreciate Gunter, um, especially busting out the uh, Walls of Jericho slash Boston Crab and then going into the Lion Tamer to uh, get the tap out win. I thought that was a, a, a neat shout out to Chris Jericho because we all know, you know, Chris Jericho is, has the most reigns as Intercontinental Champion uh, within WWE and even got mentioned at Survivor Series. So I was like, oh, well, we know that at least when Triple H took over that, that forbidden door isn't as forbidden anymore. But because, you know, when Vince was at the helm, it's like the, the only thing that exists is WWE and nothing else. But, you know what's interesting yeah. about that? Like to that what's point, and, that, and that's like a little side thing. Like I, I wanted to, we probably had to do a part two for this too, to get more into like the, the, the intricacy of it all. But there's more people that are in this business, whether it's at the top or even just the wrestlers that are more friends than enemies. Like it's not mm -hmm. an AEW versus WWE thing. It's more so of like, we've seen the transfer of like talent, right? So obviously one surprise went this way to WWE, the other one being Edge, and now Edge and Christian are back together again on AEW, which is actually mm -hmm. a really good story over there. So it's like, it's just cool to see that, that like Chris Jericho got mentioned to your point, because he's one of the greatest ICs ever, bro. Like, yep. ever. And you and you can't... Some people like to discredit Chris Jericho for some reason. I don't know why, but he hasn't had a belt in any federation he's been at. If you think about it, he, has, he hasn't not had one. He had mm -hmm. one in Japan for that little small little time. He he had one in WCW. He had one in WWE. He got he had he definitely had one in AEW a couple of times. It's like any like anywhere he goes, he he's he he he's won. Yep. Like he's a wrestling legend. Like one one of the best, bro. And I just wanted to just show some props and, and tip my hat off to Chris Jericho, bro. Like I used to like kind of dislike him as a Lionheart when I was younger, but like you got to appreciate even him still going still going through the, the motions and going through the ups and downs of wrestling still to this day like he's he's still consistent and like like oh always say you don't have to be perfect but consistently great and he's I, been consistently great bro <laughs> like it don't I change reference, i reference um chris jericho well rather excuse me i reference kanye west as the chris jericho in rap because all kanye does is reinvent himself and that's all chris has done and that's how he's been Back. able to stay relevant that's mm -hmm. how he's been able to maintain his presence that's how he's been able to maintain just being around despite his age and now his obvious physical limitations like um chris jericho is just so under just like everything that jay said like he's unappreciated he's under undervalued people don't talk about him enough and he should be on a lot of people's mount rushmore if he's not i, agree. I, just, I, just, so jump, I just jumped back then who are we uh Oh, Jericho oh, Yeah, giving props to Chris Jericho. Armbar. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, see, I, Listen, personal politics I, aside, personal politics aside about Chris yeah. Jericho, like, he is, like, one of the greatest to ever do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jericho. Jericho, I mean, Jericho's Jericho. He reinvents himself, and um, Judas, he got his own song over. And he can cut a promo, and he is a staple and a, a necessary program in the AEW. Like I watch his programs because he actually builds a story. He understands that. Um, but outside of that, yeah. Next. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, for real though. Like poli personal politics aside, you know Jericho is a, a legend. Like you can't really deny that for him. It's the same thing with a lot of wrestlers. A lot of wrestlers that we love in the ring, outside the ring, we looking at y'all like, mm, yeah. But Undertaker. <laughs> 
don't bring that up, man. But I knew, but it was just like, damn, yo. When I saw uh, his special and I saw that shirt, I was just like, mm. I should have known. He he lives in Texas. Like, what, he is seven foot tall, white boy from Texas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Perfect I, I, yeah. It's it's it, it's it makes sense, but you're just like, damn. But anyway, um, with that. Like the match was was very entertaining. I'm glad that we got a chance to see that. Um, the next match I actually thought was too short, but still really good for the time that they you know allotted for them. We got Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. Now Escobar. You, yes. Now, if you've been following the story, obviously you know that uh, Santos betrayed Ray, left the LWO, and is a full blown heel now. And it seems like with <laughs> with the the heels that turn on Rey Mysterio, literally get you know at this point nuclear heat. Like if you turn on Rey, that's that's instant nuclear heat. That's forbidden um, Mexican law, brother. You can't do that. Yep. Bet- between Dominic Mysterio uh, being booed out of every building that he's in, and Santos coming in, you got the 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 audience actually screaming out "F you, Santos" and calling him culero for those who don't know that's asshole. Uh, throughout the match that should tell you something like oh yeah <laughs> he turned on ray that was it no he about to get absolute nuclear heat he coming to the building he about to be he about to get on the mic and folk are probably going like try to drown him out again just as they do dominic but if you didn't see that heel promo that he gave the week after he turned i hope to you get your leg amputated i hope you get right. infected I, I was just sitting there like, well, damn, Santos, like, <laughs> shit. wow, okay, we going there. Okay, oh, I, I see where they going, but yeah, it was it, it was crazy. But um, I knew that this match was going to be good. Again, I just wish it was going to be a little longer. That's why I can really only give it like a B minus, because if they were given more time, it really could have been like almost an A match. But again, they weren't given enough time. They had they had the time that they were given, and they had to work with it. So they had to kind of go a little quick. You know, Santos slowed it down a little bit, and you know, showed that he was the dominant heel in the spots. But then we saw flashes of brilliance with, um, with Dragon Lee doing that uh that Hesus takedown off the apron. Uh, you saw him uh you know do that sit out power bomb that he always does. Uh, it, it was just. He's just an amazing, absolute amazing performer. And if you've never seen Dragon Lee like perform or wrestle, do yourself a favor and go look some look up some of his dude is a monster. So when whenever and I know I see what WWE is doing, they they slowly but surely like, hey, look, he's gonna be the next one up. I think we found the next Ray, and he, here he is. Like, this is the next big you know, Mexican, I don't want to say Mexican, he's the next big Hispanic baby face, and Santos is going to be the next big Hispanic heel. Luchador. So, Luchador. Yeah, these, these, these are your folk. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then the thing is, like, Santos Escobar is also a luchador. Like, he, before he um came back, well, whether he was in WWE or not, before then, you know, he wrestled with the mask and without the mask, so he's styled in luchador as well. So yeah. when you've got those two luchadors together, it's really like, yo, we really getting lucha wrestling again in WWE, and I love to see it. You know, you saw flashes of Santos wrestling the WWE style, but then every now and again, he reaching his bag and like, nope, I'm going to do this luchador move. Like, the man pulled off a, uh, a Canadian destroyer, or as uh, Corey Graves like to call it, the south of the border destroyer in this case. The south uh, of the border destroyer? I hate when he say that, bro. I do, too. 
I, I was just plans. like, bro, just 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 call it a destroyer or a Canadian destroyer. But I mean, Please. it is what it is. But still, seeing him bust that out uh, when Dragon Lee was trying to hit his finisher and then hit him with the uh, Phantom Driver, which once again, please make the Michinoku driver uh, a finisher again. Shout out to Lyra Valkyria for doing that on the last NXT. Uh, I thought that that was, you know, it was a brilliant end. You know, you can't have Santos not win because he literally just turned heel. And it, the loss does not hurt Dragon Lee because, again, he's still a newcomer and he's still trying to, you know, find his way. And then for the little time that they gave him, it's like, Again, the match doesn't hurt him because we saw flashes of what he could really do. And you like, oh, I need to see them run that back. So uh, definitely shout out to the both of them for putting on a stellar match. Again, B minus because it needed more time, but still a good match. Great match. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing much to add on. Uh, I think the key thing is definitely finding that next big Hispanic star is huge for WWE. Um, I love Santos's work back from the NXT days. I used to call him the drip god on the culture back on our wrestling podcast. Uh, whistle while you drip. Um, I do think um, it's he's it's a great opportunity for him because not only can he speak, um, he has great emotions and facials in the ring, which is a unwritten art. Like if you can't mm-hmm. have your face in the ring, um, what's what's the what's the purpose of it? And then Dragon Lee was able to be showcased uh, on a higher level, and I think he's had. He had great matches with Shelton. If, if you've been watching the SmackDown matches, yes, um, he's adjusting to the uh, to the style. Um, and we all remember Mystico. Uh, my bad, Mystico. Uh, we all remember uh, Sincara and oh. his his adjustment issues. And I think it's it was great to see that Dragon Lee was able to work with um, an American. Um, right away because normally sometimes that the language barrier you'll see him paired up with you know someone from the same heritage to help him with that adjustment but for him to be able to go out and wrestle with Cedric right right away and they run ran it back shows he's comfortable in the ring and he can mm-hmm. adjust to a lot of people so um super excited for the future um definitely see him as a mid-card champion by 2025 US title reign um as he built up I'm going to give the match a C+ um, the match only ran for seven minutes, 40 seconds. Um, not mm-hmm. a lot of time, as you guys alluded to earlier. Um, Santos, obviously, it was telegraphed that Santos was going to win. He had to win. Um, and for the reasons that, you know, it was said earlier, like Dragon Lee can afford the loss now. It's pretty early for him as they're trying to establish him. They're trying to establish Santos as a heel, as a dominant heel. Yep. So losses for him are going to be few and far in between for the next little while until Ray can get his lick back. And he was still, I think he should go over on right. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, not enough time. The the chemistry is there. And if they mm-hmm. afforded more time, and maybe this wasn't a first meeting, maybe they can do a little bit more. But yeah, C plus for me. Okay, okay. Uh, that brings us to the uh, the next match, the women's world championship match between Zoe Stark and of course the champion Rhea Ripley. Um, now, admittedly, I, I, I'm going to speak <laughs> on it real quick because, again, you know, I knew we all knew what was going to happen. We all knew Rhea wasn't dropping the title. It's not that time yet. Know. Yeah, Zoe is not the one who is going to dethrone Rhea. Like, it, it's got to be somebody else or somebody big name. Uh, we'll see what happens when the, the Rumble comes through. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty much what it boils down to. Rhea has been dominant uh, in every match that she's had but she's been able to at least make 
you know, people look good um, in defeat. Uh, granted, you know, uh, I wasn't sold on Zoe Stark. I knew she was a hard worker, but I just wasn't sold exactly and still kind of not sold on her character yet. But still, oh. her in-ring acumen is still pretty impressive with what she's been able to do thus far. So I was just like, okay, I really want to watch this match just to see what Zoe is going to do and how she's going to, you know, perform. And ultimately, I, I it was not a bad match by any stretch. You know, it could have been better, but yeah, maybe, but it still, you know, was a decent match. But we all know what ended up happening. Uh, we, we all know that uh, Zoe did try her best to stay out of trying to get caught in the riptide, but eventually she did get caught with it um, after uh, Rhea had reversed the Z360 and then hit her with the riptide, and then that was it. That was all she wrote. Uh, so this match here is C+. Um it could have used maybe a little more time, but I think we kind of knew what we were getting with this match. Like it was just kind of like, okay, we're just going to feed somebody else to Rhea and continue to build up the mystique behind Rhea Ripley until there is a viable champion that can actually knock her off. So yeah, that's, that's kind of all I got to say about that. Wait, 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 what'd you say? Oh, you said, Jack. Oh, that, Ms. Cargill. Oh, 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 okay. I got you. I got you. I ain't say nothing, bro. Oh yeah, um yeah. Pretty much what you said. Um there's always one of those people for me personally is like one of those personal politics thing type deals. But she mm, can go. Yeah. She can go. Like from from day one from when she stepped into her work before she joined before she joined WWE, she's proven she can go. It's just for me, and I think for you as well, based on how you um what you said, she has the personality of uh wet paint. Mm, yeah. And she has the character work of <laughs> a child actor. <laughs> like she's she's not that good in those departments. Um and it mm-hmm. kind of oozes and it kind of takes away from her in-ring performance. But last night, as of this recording, last night was basically just to see if she can hang and she can hang on a big stage. And she can. Um Yep. She just needs to find that character. She needs to find that thing that people can gravitate towards and people can latch onto and be like, hey, I like her for this reason. That's not just what she can do in the ring. Because that's what's going to put buzz in seats. That's what's going to help people draw. That's going to help her draw. But yeah, we all knew the outcome was going to be for Rhea. Um, Rhea, anytime she gets to perform, anytime she gets to like show what case what she can do, like WWE is winning because she is a star. She is the biggest woman star. Um, on Monday Night Raw, and it's not even close. It is her might, show. Might, might be top two in the country, in, in, in the company, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know about that one, brother. She close. She up there. I'm she up there. But so yeah, yeah, yeah. We were saying like, look, as far as like at the top of the company between Rhea, Becky, Bianca, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Becky, like those are the top five right now. That's 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 what I'm saying. Correct. I think I think she top two though. I think Rhea has it, bro. This is it's something. It ain't got nothing to do with the looks, nothing how 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 good how good she looks to me or whatever. I just, bro, we haven't seen like a women dominance like that since Charlotte. I want to see her and Charlotte go again. Bianca, we have the Bianca thing. We have the Bianca thing coming though for sure. And, and, yeah. and Bianca yeah. is is heels in the top as well. I, I just yeah. throw it out there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's just. I don't know, bro. It's it's to me when I when I look at those and thank you for bringing up EOS too. Like when I think of those women, it's like you put them in a a five way match, bro. Just just go for it all. 
combine the belts and just make it just make it happen. Like I that's that that would be cool to me. That's okay. Like I don't know. You can't you whoever your favorite is, you can go with that. But it's also like they're all just really good. But Rhea has something that I think some of the other ones don't really kind of focus on. She has like the out the ring marketing thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I I watch her a lot on, on Instagram and I'm like, damn, Rhea, like you kind of understand what it takes. And she takes the the mommy persona stuff and takes it to even off camera, where it's now on the social media portion where she she uses it to her advantage. And I'm like, yeah, this is she she understands the business. That's why I like her so much, really honestly. And, and her folding her opponents up for pins. She knows exactly what she she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old, man. Ever since the first time she did it, I'm like, yo, okay, Rhea, I see what you're doing. All right, ma'am. You got it. You you 100% got this, man. You, you right. think Hunter don't know? Like, he has a, like, a muscle mommy on the squad and kind of oh, get away with that? I think he's what? known since, I think he's known since NXT UK what Rhea was capable of. A goth muscle time. mommy with a, for lack of a better term, for a little bitch boy cuck <laughs> under her back pocket. Yeah. Hunter knows. Mm-hmm. And mommy's always on top. Crazy, yeah. Bro. Yeah. 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 You know what doing? That's money. <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, man. Money yeah, man, and merch. Bro. Cause she got, she got not only woman merch, she got man merch too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and she got men and women willing to fold like origami over her ass. <laughs> For those who hey. listen to this podcast right now, if you don't really know who we're talking about, particularly uh, Rhea, R-H-E-A, Ripley, R-I-P-L-E-Y, uh, once you look up the name, you'll understand why we're talking like this. <laughs> because we, we, we've we watched her for a while, but like what she's doing now, the marketing is great, bro. I, I got to give it to her. I got to give it to her. She know what the fuck she knowing. And Hunter, and Hunter let her do it. Hunter is letting her do it. It's like, damn, bro. Okay, like you got the keys right now. That's why I like her so much. She just do what the fuck she wants. Mm-hmm. Also, hit up her, hit up her TikTok, but, or look listen. her up on TikTok. And I'll I'll just say that finish it up. Like I saw her at War Games NXT when she was the lead team captain versus um, Shannon Baszler. Um, mm-hmm. Watched that in Chicago, and just to see her growth now to this War Games uh, Survivor Series pay per view in Chicago now. Um, she is she is number one in the company. You guys are saying top two, top three. She's one. Um, she's positioned as one. She's booked as one. She's her. And um, I'm excited. Like I said, it, it I mean, I do think, of course, um, we'll talk about it later on. There's two potential main events for night one and night two. But there's a potential that Rhea, pending the story, can main event mania next year as well. But that's for another pod. For another Agreed. Day. Mm-hmm. Agreed. No argument there. No argument there. Okay. Um. Moving on to the final match on the card and the surprise at the end. Uh. The the men's Survivor Series War Games match. Now. Um. Instead of it being four on four, this one was five on five, just like it was last year. Um. In this match, of course, you had the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, the World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins, and of course, uh, the return of uh, Randall Keith Orton. Uh, 
Randall Keith Orton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotta 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 throw the whole th- uh, whole name out there, man. But um, WWE, I gotta say, as their marketing, because with the surprise at the end, it was not known, you know, what was going to happen until literally like the week of. Uh, they had to preface, and and I'm glad that they did this. Uh, so that way they couldn't keep this mystery partner in. Uh, they couldn't do what you know was previously done, where it was. The, you know, the other team versus, uh, damn, I'm just like, the, when, it, when it was, again, the original NXT War Games and whatnot, Kevin and Owens. the other team, yeah, when Kevin Owens popped Undisputed up for the Era. other team uh, versus Undisputed Era, uh, yeah, it was like, okay, you know, you could make the surprise there, and then everybody would be like, oh, okay, this, you couldn't do that because of that lingering thing on the outside, like, uh, okay, yeah, we, we're trying to get ahead of this, so they did a an excellent job of hey let's just go ahead and announce him so that way we don't disappoint our audience and then that could lead to a whole other kind of backlash so they announced him of course at the end of raw as the you know mystery partner so we all knew that he was coming but you know throughout the night they were playing of is he gonna show up is he gonna show up kind of game and seth rollins telling cody hey i trust you i trusted you you better come through with the entire night uh, so you have that element there. And of course you have the storyline of Drew, you know, he's a heel, but he doesn't see himself as that. He's just seeing himself as trying to get vengeance on Jay Uso because, you know, Jay Uso was part of the bloodline and kept him from getting the, uh, taking the championship from Roman. So he's been, you know, traumatized by that. And now he just wants revenge. And the looks that he was giving Jay all night, I'm like, dog, he looks like the, uh, he looks like he's a disc, just a scorned ex, just waiting to get revenge. Like, oh man, Drew is right. <laughs> Drew is right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's justified. And the thing is, throughout the match, um, he even said to Jay, like, "Oh, I didn't even get an apology." It's like, damn, Jay, all you had to do was just say sorry and try to make it up for make it up to him when you came, and that could have killed the whole thing. Instead, we didn't get that, and people just act, you know, wanted Drew to just kind of live with it. And he was like, he's not for that. So clearly he, he was justified in, you know, his feelings towards Jay. Uh, but I just love the little storylines that's going on, you know, because, you know, in the past, somebody would who was a heel that did another person wrong would just turn face. And then all of a sudden, oh, they're a buddy, buddy again. That's not the case here, because if we want to get really started with that, uh, Cody and Seth with their matches when Cody came back in 2022 had three matches back to back, which Cody won. And these two don't see eye to eye, even with Seth being a face. Now it's like, yeah, we still don't like each other, you know, just because Seth is a face now, you know, we, but we have to agree for agreement's sake. And you can tell uh, within the match that, Hey, this is what's going on. So the fact that, you know, Jay is a face now. Okay, cool. But that still doesn't resolve everything that he did when he was a heel long-term storyline, baby. Like you, that's, that's, that's yep. what we asked for. Like well, that long-term storytelling in wrestling. So naturally with that, Drew was just like, I'm, I don't accept that just because he's a face now that I have to be friends with this dude. No, he cost me the championship. Like, I want my, I want to get it back. <laughs> I'm trying to get this shit back in blood. So, oh, okay, I'm gonna be locked in the cage with this with this man. All right, cool. I'm gonna join the bad guys here, and, I, and I'm gonna get my shit back in blood. So, I, I definitely get the the storyline element with that. And of course, you have the Judgment Day with, you know, who is the true leader of the Judgment Day, and it, it's it really 
you know, it's going to boil down to them eventually, you know, kicking Damian Priest out. We all know that it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Ed blessed them with a great, if you believe yourself. <laughs> Ed, man, he he really did bless them with a great theme. Mm. Um, Shout out to all the bread. Yeah. Side so note, bread, I, also, I, I also do like the alterations of um each of their things, with the exception of Dominic. I'm not a big fan of Dominic's theme, but everything within the Judgment Day is different. Like, you got... Uh, Damien Priest's old theme back, but it's remixed because, of course, he's a villain with the Judgment Day now. And then, of course, when Finn Balor is not the fiend, he has his remix to his theme as well. Uh, so it is, and I said the fiend, I meant the demon. Rest in peace, uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, so thank you. Yeah. Rest in yeah. peace, Bray. So I, I definitely love that theme that Edge provided for them. Uh, with that, the match itself was you know it's nothing special you know i i gave it a solid b plus i think the the highlight of the match of course itself was uh, uh dominic doing or trying to do the three amigos and the babyface <laughs> team surrounding him like you're not about to get this third one off and they jump him that was a satisfactory moment um the the other match uh Damien Peace, who did he throw through the table? I'm I'm having a blank here because he did the um, razor edge and he threw someone through the table. Was that Sammy? Oh, Sammy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. That that was a spot. Um, one of the other highlights, of course, was you know, will Randy or will he not? And when he didn't come out immediately, it it was nice to see that they had that little money in the bank tease because it's like, hey, these dudes are outnumbered. Let's just go ahead and cash in money in the bank. That that. Would have been interesting to see them cash in money in the back bank in the middle of a war games match. This is like, oh shit! So how would that work? You know, is it does it become a part of the match or is he just gonna? But then again, if if uh, Seth gets pinned, then obviously he would lose the championship and they would lose the match still. But I, I, think I was, was just a wondering spot they could have uh, took advantage of mm-hmm. with like the Judgment Day leadership. They may yeah. catch it right, but say it was an open title then. Drew wants mm-hmm. the title. Damian wants the title. Finn wanted wanted the title too. I thought they could have played around a, a little bit before cashing in the Randy uh, coming um, appearance, mm-hmm. but it was it was a spot that I did not think they were gonna. Whoever produced that match, kudos because that was a, a great way to bring in Randy. It was, it was, because you think like, oh, they're trying to cash in, they're trying to cash in, and then you hear, I hear voices, and the pop that he got was well-deserved, because this man has literally been out of the ring for a year and a half with double fusion back surgery, like, the dude, it was not determined if he was ever going to wrestle again, and I'm so glad that he got that pop, and he got the recognition he deserved for all the work that he's done in the ring, and even now, it was good to see Randy back. Uh, that was a, a big highlight for me, and I and I and I popped like a little kid again. I was like, "Yes, he's back. Yes, I'm glad that they did this. Did it this his, way." And I'm his glad pop was uh, reminiscent. Uh, his pop was reminiscent of uh, Triple H's retirement. Remember, he returned as the game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. What was that? What was that? Two thousand, two thousand one, or two thousand two? Two thousand two. He was going with mm-hmm. the uh, with the hamstring or thigh injury or something like that. For, That's when he tore his ACL the first time. That was torn quad. Yeah, he had a torn quad and stuff. And then he was gone for like maybe like a year and a half or something like that. But that pop was very reminiscent of that. And I said, yeah, Orton, Orton, also one of the for 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 forgotten heroes that need to be spoke on when it comes down to being goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Um, no. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Now, oh man, um, Randy. Um, if I had to make a sports comparison to Randy, um, late as he is right now, he is late Kobe Bryant. Um, okay. Those 24. last few years of yeah, like everything that Kobe did, and just like everything Randy does, is so effortless. And it looks, he makes him look so easy. It is so easy to take him for granted and to, to, to take what he does and just not appreciate it. Also, the personal growth from who he is as a person, from how people talk to him, talk about him where he was to how people talk about him now. Like, these are two different people, but he's always been like the smoothest worker I've ever seen in the ring. And if you ask any wrestler, like, any, like anybody who's been in the ring, they'll tell you that they think Randy Orton might be the best of all time. JBL has also said, if he wanted to build a pro wrestler from the ground up, he would look like Randy Orton. Like, Randy Orton is, like, one of the best all-time, period, bar none. He was the crown jewel of evolution. He was the centerpiece of the authority during its peak. Mm -hmm. He, legacy, um, just everything he's been a part of, everything he's ever done, Randy Orton is him. Like Just that is my, that is my guy. That is that is the guy. And the last year and a half, even the run, he, the run he was on before he got hurt was one of the best of his career. The tag team with RK Bro, um, dealing with um, Roman. Oh my God, we haven't got a Roman match yet with him, but just. Everything that Randy does is he just makes it look so easy and so smooth. And I'm so glad he's back, especially feeling like you have that one thing that you love to do, like being ripped from you, potentially being ripped from you, be taking you forever, like being forced into retirement. Nah, bump that. He's back. He beat the allegations. He's here and he's going to be able to finish out on his terms. And I'm so glad to see him. Beat the allegations is crazy, but yes, <laughs> I, I'm 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 glad. I'm glad to see that he is back in the fold, and I'm glad you know that WWE did what they had to do to bring him back, and the way that they brought him back, like that man deserves absolutely all the flowers. Um, one of the callbacks, of course, we saw uh is him turning his attention to Jay Uso because again, we all know that the bloodline was the storyline reason why he was written out. Uh, of TV, and he was looking at Jay and whatnot. I'm thinking, oh man, he is he gonna turn? Is he gonna do it? Because he's known to do it. Uh, but Jay actually saved Randy by giving a super kick to Damian Priest, and it's like, okay, here we go. I think whatever uh turns that they on, they've solidified. Hey, look, let's just let's get this win. And of course, we all know the biggest spot that happened on this. Uh, this match was a poor, poor uh, Jordan, excuse me, JD McDonough. Um, tried to climb up the cage to escape everybody's wrath after everybody else got hit with a special move. And of course, we all know that Seth and my boy Sammy was like, Nope, you're not going nowhere. And they was literally just kicking him and beating him at the top of the uh cage. And I see Randy just standing there, just cracking his neck. I'm like, oh, shit, they about to do this shit. They about to do it. They about to do it. They push him off, lands right into an RKO. And I was like, well, well done. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well fucking done. But I thought Randy was going to get the pin, but he said no. He turned to Damian Priest, fed him to Cody. Cody gave him the crossroads, and Damian took the pin. Hint, hint, more storyline 
uh, business because isn't Damien the quote unquote leader of the Judgment Day and wasn't he the captain tonight? So, yep, that was that was more teasing and more feeding into the story where you see two people who were claiming to be the captains of their squad actually ended up taking the fall. So it's going to be interesting how those storylines play played out, but definitely hats off to that match. That was definitely a, a very solid B uh, war games match. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed what I saw again. It's not the best war games match that I've seen, um, but it was still, still, still very, very good. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed what I saw. And that was a great closeout to um, a, a very great pay-per-view. Any comments before we get to the surprise at the end? I'm going to just say my letter gray and be done with it. Uh, it's a very high B plus. Very high. Orton return was great. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I sit because I, I really want to get. Yeah, I'm going to shut up. Okay. Uh B plus for me. One thing we didn't talk about was the group draping DDTs. I thought that was amazing. Oh was yes, yes. I, I can't believe I missed that spot, but yeah, yeah, that was definitely a great spot. And JG Madonna looks like a human Funko Pop. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, 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 you talking, bro? You, you talking right now? Yes, <laughs> I'm glad somebody else sees that comparison because, bro, your head is. Uh, let me stop. Let me stop. I'll just say shout out to the homie Josh Gresh. Uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, uh, it's Gresh. Great wrestling content creator. Great content, uh, especially for if you like live tweeting throughout the shows. He's definitely somebody to follow. Uh, and he uh, tweeted the uh, the funniest thing about um, Randy Orton when he returned. And I'd have to, I just got to highlight it. He said, like, when Randy Orton hit that first DDT, it was like he had the Holy Ghost. He's like, rah, rah. he was like, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. Oh. And then man, hit that DDT. <laughs> and so, oh. then he so then he retweeted, right? Um, this guy said, um, he quote tweeted it. And they, he said, Kendrick, he had, the guy in the quote tweet says, Kendrick says, every time I'm in the streets, and it says, I hear the Randy said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it hit the DDC because <laughs> he was so high. Wow. So, <laughs> that's all I got to say. It's great to see him back on the screen. Uh, the definition of consistency. Um, yeah, let's talk about what we got to talk about. <laughs> all right, y'all. So um, clearly this was being teased for And I'm just going to say this, like, I when it happened, when this person, of course, got fired from the other company, I thought, man, WWE is probably going to stay away from him for a little bit, like because they don't want to just get involved with that. But throughout the months, they were just making subtle hints. And I'm just like, hmm, maybe they might. They can they do it? Because we know that he said that he would never come back ever again. But with WWE, you never say never, especially if that paycheck looks good. You know, Triple H at the helm. Shit. Yes, exactly. And, you know, uh, Triple H had mentioned it at the very end that if you were the same person that you were 10 years ago, then you've messed up. So it's it's clear that, you know, these are different people now. And WWE is a far different company from where it was back in 2014. Uh, but still, I and had wasn't my the problem doubts. with Vince and not Hunter, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, it was Hunter, too. It, it was Hunter, too. Yeah. Yeah. He Hunter's had, he had one that the paperwork over on his wedding Got day. Got it. Got mm -hmm. it. They they had problems. He had problems with all. They don't like each. Other. They don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> They're hey, just coworkers. But, yeah, yeah. But still, it was like, okay, well, 
is this going to happen? I, I, I was still, I still had my doubts. Like, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen or if it does, I don't think it's going to happen right now. It just, I don't know. It just, it seems too fresh and too raw, but maybe, but still, you never really know. Um, but people, WWE kept hinting at it, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what happens uh, when uh, Survivor Series comes through. I still don't think he's going to show up, but we'll see what happens. Now, literally, I'm just going to name the moment and then where I was when, obviously, you know, hell froze over. Literally, watching it, you know, you see the the end credit logo pop up, and, you know, with Triple H, don't ever trust that thing. Um, never, bro. With, with, never. Vince, with Vince, you could, but with Triple H, no, don't don't trust it because it's that like Marvel usually, credits, bro. Never yeah, trust it. The only time that you will trust when the show is over is when if you're watching the PLE from Peacock, when they get to that video uh package, then you know that it's over. Uh, but before then, don't trust it. Uh, as soon as the logo hit, I'm sitting there watching, like, okay, okay, well, it looks like the show might be over. Next thing you know, you hear that television static pop up, and I'm just like Oh shit! I'm literally in the airport trying to get to my connecting flight to Charlotte on the way um, back from celebrating Thanksgiving with my family, and I'm literally watching it on my phone. I'm boarding the flight, and I'm watching, and all I hear is, and I almost dropped my phone. I'm like, oh, what the? F-? And I had to keep myself from screaming because I'm like, I'm in the bridge right now. Like I'm about to enter the plane. Do not yell. <laughs> keep your emotions down. But I'm sitting here like eyes wide, like, oh shit, they did it. I cannot believe this is happening. And that that pop was absolutely f- a fucking amazing. Like there's there's really no way to describe That's Chicago it. it was punk. Like, That's Chicago sh- made punk for you, bro. Yes, you know? yes. You're, you're, you're welcome. Chicago literally blew the roof. Oh my you're off the whole state arena. You're welcome. And, and of course, hell, hell froze over and CM Punk officially returned to WWE. It was like a moment that a lot of us never thought would happen ever again. And maybe if it wasn't for the issues that happened with AEW, we, it might not have happened. Hell but, no. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Khan, man. Tony Khan and, really... There was some background noise I seen about it, and and Tony and, and and Hunter had a really nice conversation, and and I just if if folks didn't catch the CM Punk and Hunter had us. Tony didn't talk to Hunter. No, I talk. You talk the the snowman Tony Khan. We talk Nick Khan. Somebody, somebody, Nick, the one that wrote. Okay, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm about like, to say, wait a minute. Yeah, I was, I was to Tony, now he talked to Nick, but yeah, yeah. he talked talk to Nick, and and this this that's what I meant to say. My bad, wrong names. And reading that, and also. People, I don't know if people realize, but that they literally bought it from AW and from AEW the the song back. They bought it back, uh, mm-hmm. even though uh, Cult of Personality that was a tw- the 2023 version, which CM Punk already had anyway. Uh, they bought that back from Turner, so and that and that was really really dope. Like nice little exchange there, and I was like, you know what, songs are interchangeable. That's cool, because AEW is known for just taking real life songs and using them as theme songs for people, <laughs> and it's just like, damn. Like they already had that licensed version of the song, and as soon as CM Punk comes back, now it's everywhere across all like Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. So if you're looking for the song, it's out now. The new improved version of of uh, Cult's personality for sure from 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 Living Color. So there you go. And shout out to Living Color. I know that the, the royalty checks is hitting every time. Oh, like song crazy! Plays. Every time. Oh, it, oh, they didn't get it from Tony Khan. They they made a new version of it and mm-hmm. bought the new yeah. version. 
That's yep. crazy. Mm. Yep. Yeah, they bought they bought a new that's a goddamn another L. Uh no Tony waking up like damn, bro. Like, come on, man. I know Ooh, he did like three lives this morning. I know he did. Jaguars won, so he got some um okay. Uh, no, CM, CM Punk is he is I'm, I'm, I put my capitalist hat on. Um CM Punk is is a draw, is a money draw. Yeah, is he is he a Roman is he a Roman draw? No. No one's a Roman draw, but is he a draw? Like over nine million views within twelve hours to the video that they posted to his return. I was so heated. Same, same, just like I missed the Edge's return live. I missed CM Punk's return live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking the pay per view's over. Um, I had to get on the phone because you know things happen. You got to talk to people. Because shout out to the geese and. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know next for this episode. <laughs> next thing you know, uh, I look on Twitter. Shout out to Vani. Uh, he said he couldn't make it today. And I see Vani tweets CM Punk back on my television on WWE screen. I'm like, nigga, what? So I said, hey, I gotta call you back. And I rewind Peacock and I had to go back and watch the uh watch the pop. I was destroyed on the inside that I missed it live. Same thing <laughs> happened to me in the Royal Rumble when Edge returned. I walked away from my phone, came back. I see Edge on my screen. I'm like, what is up with me missing these damn pop me? Like, I just walk away or go to the bathroom for 10 <laughs> seconds and I miss these moments. And, and it, it's tearing me up on the inside, kid. I don't think y'all understand. Like, it, it's cool. I'm watching the replays, but there's nothing like, for example, I got to watch the, the Hardy Boys pop live and I got to yep. pop out, mark out live, you know, and that's, it's, it's a joy in the presence when you get to mark out live for it. Mm -hmm. But I missed just those last two, big, probably those are the last two big, I, okay, I saw when he returned, and I'll say this last thing, the AEW return to me was more impactful Facts. Uh, when he came to the United Center, you know, because yep. he was, I didn't see him wrestling. And that's when AEW truly turned into not only just an alternative, but like, hey, yo, we are a business to be reckoned with. Now, mm -hmm. that's a whole other pot for another day for the backstage issues and, you know, issues on both oh, sides man. with Punk and also with the Elite. But with that being said, when he was there, they were drawing their first million dollar house with that pay-per-view. They were mm -hmm. uh, when he was when he came back for Collision, they were bringing in ratings for Collision on Saturdays. So he was uh he was he was able to run it as a business. And now to quote JR, business is picking up. Business is about to pick up this Monday on Raw. Um, because him with a microphone, even if it's WWE, you never know what CM Punk's gonna say. You do not know right. what he's gonna say no. ever. He, as he likes to say, even when you think you have all the answers, he changes the question. So no. It'll be interesting to see, man. And from a personal standpoint, listen, uh, personal politics aside, uh, some of the things that comes out of Philip Brooks' mouth is just like, come on, bro. Like, th this is this is a little much, you know. Granted, I understand that you like that you are a person who speaks your mind, uh, and I'm all for that. It's just some of the stuff will be so off kilter. You're just like, damn, bro, did you really have to like go that far? Um, especially within AEW, but then that's again, that's another pod, um, and another discussion for another time. Uh, with that in mind, though, I still enjoyed watching him on my television screen, whether it was in Ring of Honor or whether it was in WWE or whether it was in AEW. I've always enjoyed his man ring work, yeah, he and is I a draw. And, and I can't speak on y'all relationship, I'm sorry, 
You go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just saying, like, you know, so when the whole shit with AEW happened, I'm just like, damn, man, Punk might actually be a poison. I don't know if WWE is going to touch him, but as we've all said, he is a draw. Um, he's a major draw. Um, and with that, he was helping AEW get in those uh those ratings. Now, the thing that I want to point out the differences between him coming back uh to wrestling full time with AEW versus him coming back to WWE, the difference in the I guess pops is that with the United Center pop, you knew that CM Punk was coming to AEW. It was the worst kept secret uh of all time like you just knew okay yeah he's gonna show up in aew like it's it's set up for him to show up there's no denying that we just are going to be thankful that we get to see him actually perform again because he actually has not wrestled since he left wwe so this will be great to finally see him pick back up where he left off with this was a completely different feel because it's like is he or is he not he still had that broken relationship with WWE. He said, never again. You really don't know. Is it going to be tonight? Is it going to be further down the line? Is it going to be next year? Who really knows? Is it going to be at all? And then just to hear cult of personality boom through the speakers, you're just like, whoa, genuine surprise. Like they actually pulled it off. And it, I think, I don't know if I want to say it was a, a, a bigger pop as much as it was for me, but it was a more satisfying pop. Like, damn, that was a genuine surprise and a, and a huge, huge moment for WWE, which we all know are in the business of making moments. And that right there Ooh. was a moment. So, Do y'all remember yeah, when he came to uh, WWE on Fox? Remember that? And that was a yeah. pop then. Remember that? When oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When I people remember. were just like, oh, shit, he's back. He's not officially with WWE, you know, because he was doing, you know, the, the little backstage show. But yeah, the Fox contract. But yeah, it was still like, damn, yo, he's actually doing something WWE related or wrestling related again. So that was, you know, good to see. So, um, yeah, I'm I was just floored by when it happened. And I'm just like, damn, you know, WWE really pulled it off, man. Hats off to them for being able to do this. He really is going to change the business. Um, and again. again, literally. And with WWE, you never know what's going to happen. So this is going to be interesting how he's going to play into the storylines. Obviously, you know, if you saw the uh, the not screened or quote unquote, you know, the, the footage of other people when they showed uh, Seth Rollins, you know, being angry and whatnot, which clearly is a work, but um, that, yeah, you could do that program, you know, cause it's, you know, it's, it's clear, you know, how much Kobe Lopez does not like Philip Brooks. I think that has been established for years on end that these two don't like each other, but they are willing to work with each other and, you know, make business happen. So again, I think that if, Seth was really, really upset. He would have like, I don't know. He would have went backstage, and it really would have been a whole different situation. But the, he is a consummate professional, and he was just working the crowd. So I'm glad that uh, we got to see that moment as well of his reaction to him returning. But it was still just a genuine surprise for me. And again, I'm glad to see him back in the WWE ring, and we'll see what happens, man. As he said, it was a cold day in hell. And CM Punk. See, I don't know about y'all. Um, years ago, uh, CM Punk brought me back to wrestling before the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb solidified my return to watching wrestling full time. Mm -hmm. Um, so his effect on the business, what he's done for the business, has just been like for and for the people personally who were disconnected, who were able to draw people and bring people back in, uh, like me, uh, was amazing. 
Um, that being said, I thought last night was absolutely hilarious. And <laughs> it's just it's one of those things. It's just like, what timeline are we living in? <laughs> that this was happening. Right. Like we we are we are not on six one six right now. We can't be. No why is this happening? Um, and especially from the guy who just a few months ago was talking crap on live television on a rival promotion about main eventing one night of a buy one get two night extravaganza and then get fired fast and you can hit your head spin. Like this mm. was the guy just a few months ago talking like that, and here he is back. So it's hilarious and for all the shit he's talked, for all the crap he's talked. And I believe Phil Brooks is the type of person to kind of stand no business. And to, to paraphrase what Seahawk on um, Twitter said, shout out to Seahawk. Shout out to Cam. You shout out to Seahawk. Yeah. I believe it's standing on your principles, but I also believe that rent is due on the first and late on the fourth. So if you go get that check, <laughs> get <laughs> that check. I am not mad yes, at him for it. Um, this run is not going to last super long. It's going to have a couple years. He's going to do all the things. He's going to play all the hits. He's going to do all the new things that he's able to do before he's able to rock to the sunset. He's like 45, 46 years old at this point. He ain't got super long left with us um, in the ring, but he's going to make the money. He's going to draw. He's going to pop fans. He's going to be a conversation. That YouTube video of him returning on WWE's YouTube channel, 1.2 million views in four hours. Mm-hmm. I know because I was up we're, there. We're, we're, we're at 6 later. million now. We're at 6 million now. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm about to like look at it again because last time I looked, it was at uh, um, the YouTube video that WWE clipped is at, what is it, at 3.4 now. And it was like at two, not even an hour ago. So yeah, they've, yeah. I think I think the total from all sites, I think it's like close to ten to eleven million now. Yes, and would not be surprised at that number. Um, like I said, he is a draw. He's not a Roman level draw, but he is a draw. And in mm-hmm. wrestling in 2023, it's hard to find a real draw. Skill performers everywhere. Someone that can bring people in, that can draw people in, that can grab eyes. That's him. He yeah. can do that. He Look. will do that. Look forward to that Seth Punk match because that's going to happen at Mania. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's anybody, the match. Anybody can have a five star match, but can you draw yes. in five star money? Yes. At the end of the day, it's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. You can stand on business, but you also got to be about business. And when it comes mm. to about, when it comes about being about that business, what is best for business? And what Triple H did yesterday. Uh, making this decision in the final hour. Um, we'll see what happens because I think the biggest thing and the biggest benefit to what can happen with this is that Triple H is in charge of creative. Mm-hmm. And I also think that the structure in place in WWE will keep him in line as opposed right. to AEW. Yeah, it's it, WWE has a, they're going through a, um, and shout out to Bonkai, uh, Shadi, you know, we want to push the younger talent. You got to push the younger talent. I think Triple understands that. You know, but also you got to make a dollar. So this is going to be a good task going into the year with Triple H because um, there's a lot more eyes back on the product. There's always been eyes on the product. They're selling out house shows, merches, mm-hmm. and decrease. But this is about to be his first full year, quote unquote, in charge charge. So his full year to create a cycle. And he has Roman on a part time schedule. You can't lean on Roman like that, like you used to. So you have to either A, build up, um, Main event J, like he's doing, build up the bloodline, not the bloodline, yes, the, uh, Judgment Day, you know, solidify the women's division, stabilize the mid card, 
and create new stars. So CM Punk, so Cody Rhodes, who's pretty much elevated. So whenever John Cena makes his one-off, we'll have somebody to face. And we haven't even mentioned um, the one with everybody saying L.A. Knight. Yeah. 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 So we got a lot of potential. Skip the wrestling. We got a lot of great promo battles coming up soon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Okay. With everybody saying chaotic culture podcast. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hey, listen, y'all have hit on every single point. Um, I just want to make one more comment. The biggest thing about CM Punk's return was that everybody was surprised like even backstage like only maybe a couple people knew um outside of um triple h and cm punk obviously but like maybe only like i would say like the top stars probably knew but they didn't know when and then nobody in production knew it was just a matter of triple h making that call like hey i'm gonna take over at the end at the end you know we're gonna get through this last match at the end i need y'all to play cult of personality get these old graphics back up and it's going to happen. And then they said they cleared out a space uh, in the arena. So he just walked in, you know, playing clothes. He didn't have to hide his identity like they did with others, you know, surprises like with Ronda or with um, any others. He or, or with Cody um, literally walked in with playing clothes, came to Gorilla. They played the music and that was that. It was just like, damn, yo, he shocked everybody. And there's a meme. Uh, out there of with Triple H saying, you know, pretty much this is what we're going to do at the end of production. Like, I forgot whose face that was, but it had them looking at him like, like, what? So I think that, again, with that being a genuine surprise, uh, has, you know, Triple H, quote unquote, bought back those genuine surprises, like in an age of wrestling where everything leaks on the Internet? Well, more or less, you know, I think that was the genuine surprise because with CM Punk, it was a is he or is he not? But a lot of times, you know, shit gets leaked and you're just like, damn, damn, damn. Like the last year, you know, again, rest in peace to Bray Wyatt. I think most of us knew that when Bray Wyatt was coming back with all the cryptic messages and whatnot, we knew it was Bray Wyatt. But he was still, you know, genuinely nice, and he still had a genuine pop whenever he came back. But with the Hardy Boys, also worst kept secret. Well, not worst kept secret. Also a great kept secret. Excuse me, uh, because no, I genuinely did not see the Hardys returning uh, during that WrestleMania. And just like uh, yeah, they fought the so- night before, they fought the Young Bucks the night before. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was genuinely surprised when I when I heard that stock music play. I was like, oh, I popped. Like like a little kid again. Like I literally hopped out of my seat and it was just like, yes, yes, oh my god, we got the Hardy Boys back in WWE. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, I was there when, uh, not not was I was not there when Sting uh, first came to WWE, but I heard that was a genuine surprise because I mean they were doing stuff. I, with did, I got Sting, to catch that pop live, and I, that's when it, pop actually caught live. Yeah, I, that was when I didn't catch live because at that time I had actually canceled the WWE Network to save money. But the moment that it happened. I resubscribed with the quickness. I was like, oh, nope. I'm getting I'm getting the network back. I can't do one it. Of the greatest Survivor Series matches of all time. Turn the camera yeah. on for this one. Um, mm-hmm. the last thing on CM Punk was CM Punk came back and just overall, it makes me think about and with Vince being gone and like when we do our documentaries, it makes me think of a Vince moment. Just yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crying. I'm going to like, cut the camera. No, cut, cut the cut. camera. <laughs> I'm gonna cry when this moment comes up when Vince was gone and, and Triple H. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cut the camera. 
It was special. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with all on that. Like, I, I truly, and, and this is my, my last little excerpt on CM Punk. And I just, this is why, I think me and JB had this conversation on the timeline a couple of times. I know me and O talked about this before, too. And me and you, Ked, as well. It's, when Hunter's doing this, I love this. Mm-hmm. I I came back to the program, at least. When I, when I speak of the program, I'm thinking of Royal Wrestling Entertainment. Um, I came back to the program because Hunter took over. And I, I vividly remember Hunter running things during the pandemic where it was very, very great. This is Hunter. Hunter has given us a lot of things. And I'm going to just talk about the number one on top of the goddamn book. Roman, that nigga that filled the seat reigns, bro. Straight mm-hmm. up. This will not be really like that. And I understand what Vince was trying to do with, with, with Roman and stuff like that. But to have Roman go through mic work on live TV with no audience but them digital screens that you can log in through Zoom with through WWE.com, right? He went through all of that. And now Roman can talk on the mic now. Yep. And, he's, and he's literally the biggest draw in this entire industry. The entire the biggest draw. And it's like, wow, Hunter, like you really... He understands what it takes, not because he's done it, not just not just because he's done it before, but I'm also just thankful for the fact that he has a great business mind to kind of just understand it. Like, yo, you need a great mix of just like, you got to do both. You got to be able to do both. You can wrestle your ass off all you want, but you got to be able to do both. And yep. I, we got to give credit to, to, to Hunter for that, for sure. Like, I think people, people be hating him. I understand why. I know why. I get it. But... I love this Hunter. Like, I wasn't the biggest Triple H wrestling fan, but I love this Triple H. because I'm this, glad this you is, said that. Yeah, like, it's two different, it's two different, you know, Triple H. You got Hunter, you got Hunter Hurst Hemsley, who is right now. You got Triple H, who is the wrestler. And this here, right here, like, I'm this so thankful. Paul Levesque cooking. This, this, Paul Levesque is cooking. Yes. Cooking. <laughs> Listen. Paul Levesque, I... Hemsley, McMahon, how you want to call this nigga? Right now. Terrorizing. <laughs> Terrorizing. Oh my God. <laughs> Jean like, Paul Levesque. I'm, it, I'm, I'm glad you said But no, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, go ahead, like, JB. Like him, like we mentioned, NXT is the most consistent wrestling product on TV. Yeah. Um, also, like Raw and SmackDown are like right there next to it. And it's because Sean and, and Hunter understand what's going on they have their fingers on the pulse of the, the performers they understand who they're working with what they're working with what they're trying to do what the direction is and it's not like a swerve in the direction type thing where they'll go on the whim type deal that vince was doing or pick up certain things and drop it or do nonsense of things and we just got to roll with it they are doing long-form storytelling with consistent performers that they're developing that they're getting better they're putting out there and putting a product and putting uh they're putting a meal together like I know some people complain that some people got bumped off of SummerSlam or or in favor of other people, but everything that they've been doing, whether it's a, a premium live event, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, everything matters. Everything counts for something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's doing a rabbit in the background or whether you're doing Jay, like kind of like looking worried because Randy Orton's name was said, or Drew giving Jay the death stare the entire time he was in the cage, or yeah. EO walking slowly to the cage for Bailey. Everything matters that they're doing. And that is why WWE right now is the best it's ever been, like, product-wise. I don't care about the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era was fucked up in a lot of ways. We can talk about that later. 
I'm saying it was fucked up in a lot of ways, but the product as it's sold right now, as they're giving it to us, is the best WWE has ever been. And because we have two people in charge of creative, two people in charge of, of talent that understand and know what they're doing. And they care about what we're saying, and they care about what they're doing long-term. And we're all reaping the benefits from it. Man, you, you was definitely preaching a word on that. And just to comment about the Attitude Era, for real, for real, I went back and I watched a lot of the Attitude Era, and I realized a lot of it did not age well at all. I understand in the moment for what it was in the late 90s, like, you you needed that that react those reactionary moments. So I get why it happened, but it was just looking back, I'm just like, dang, yo, I'm so used to watching, you know, at least great wrestling, you know, instead of all these run-ins and all these disqualifications and and shit like that. It's like, yo, some of these, if it wasn't at the top of the card, like the mid card was just seriously like lacking. Remember the separation of Raw and Warzone? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. When Raw was, was for, Raw the, Raw was was for the, the bum hour. niggas and Warzone mm-hmm. was for the real niggas? Yes. Yeah. I hated it. I I was just like, damn, yo, you know what? I understand why it needed to happen. But yeah, it was definitely this is why I kind of prefer the ruthless aggression era over the attitude era. But even, even still, it was you could tell that it, it just does not age well. But I it, it was necessary to happen because again, you get stars like Triple H, you got stars like The Rock and Stone Cold, obviously, who were at the, the very pinnacle of WWE and, and one of the reasons why it ended up beating out and buying WCW. So you know, it, it it had its time, but still, yeah, it's seeing to Jay's point, seeing Hunter the the wrestler versus Paul Lefecht, the the actual executive, and Shawn Michaels the uh, the executive. Like you see now, people who understand the business as a wrestler and as a performer, and sitting under Vince McMahon, who you know with through despite all of Vince McMahon's faults, and he's got a hell of a lot hell of faults. A lot. Um, you know, he was still he still has the the mind for wrestling. So being able to sit under him and taking in the stuff that you learned while you were in the ring itself and being able to apply that shows that Triple H and Shawn Michaels and anybody else that's under them really have a knack of understanding what this business needs and what it entails. And so I was a little really concerned that we, you know, when Triple H had his uh cardiac moment. And the fact that Vince was taking all of these responsibilities away from him, I was very, very concerned because I'm just like, oh, shit. I feel like Vince feels that maybe Paul was doing a little too well. And it's just like, no, I'm you're not doing this anymore. You're not doing this anymore. You know, the fact that he took NXT away from him. And at the time, before Shawn Michaels had his hand on it, you know, put it in the hands of, yes, man, Brother Love. Like, and no no shade to Brother Love. He, he has a a knack for the business too but it's just like dang i mean he is kind of a yes man like he's gonna do anything that vince says and so okay we'll see how that goes but um still you know it it came back to bite him because obviously you know we got hit with the the news of vince and the sexual misconduct stuff and then of course he retired which put triple h back in the driver's seat and then vince tried to do the hostile takeover and to his credit money wise it worked but power wise it did not so uh all I got to say is this is a great time to be a wrestling fan especially if you uh have been paying attention really and truly to what's been going on between the businesses it's great to have competition it's great to have other products you can watch listen impact wrestling is becoming TNA wrestling again at the top of the year like 
it's it's an excellent time to be a listener. Slick about impact. They've had the best women's wrestling for years. For years. Like for years. years. Like, and nobody talks about it. Crazy. Like if you want to say Mercedes come on back to WWE, cool. But Trinity, leave her where she's at. She is thriving where she is. One hundred percent facts. Like it is. It is. I can't Shots stress that enough. Yeah, with Sunny Kiss, they killed that. Man. Oh, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, we've talked a long time about this. We are not quite at two hours yet, but we're gonna go ahead and close. Uh, Thank you again, O and JB, for coming through to the podcast. I'm gonna let y'all, you know, get y'all plugs out real quick. Um, and then uh I'm going to actually end the podcast. I'm not gonna do the rundown today, uh, but still, you know, for all the businesses and for all the podcasts that we support, all the content creators that we support, y'all know that we love y'all and we have love for y'all. Um, be sure that y'all tune in next episode because of course we are going to have a special guest come through as well. Uh, I definitely appreciate everybody tuning in, especially if you're a wrestling fan. I know that you enjoyed this episode. If you know any other, anybody else that enjoys wrestling like we do, please get us hip. Let us know so that way we can include them in this space and talk about wrestling because we could talk about this for days, hours, years even. Um, so definitely, definitely come through. Uh, and then if you're just a casual wrestling fan, I mean, you know, ain't nothing wrong with being a casual too. You know, and if you're getting back into wrestling, definitely check this out as well. You know, we we here to talk. Uh, all things black culture and wrestling has been a part of black culture now, and it is a part of black culture. As we said, wrestling because is wrestling niggas. niggas. Indeed. Indeed. So um, with that, again, uh, thank you to JB. Thank you to O. Uh, if y'all want to go ahead and plug up real quick. Oh, you want to go first? You like my voice? It turn you on? Then you should follow me on social media. Oasis three four five seven. Um, that was my first time I ever did that. I wanted to see. I wanted, I wanted to see how that was going to cook. If y'all can see my face right now, like what's this nigga doing? I was gonna say like, you like my voice? Are you intrigued? Follow Oasis on social media, if you please. Anyways, uh, Oasis three, Oasis three, four, five, seven on all social media accounts. Um, so that's TikTok, Twitter. Uh, you can follow the Culture Cast, Culture Cast Pod underscore on Twitter as well. We live tweet a lot of wrestling. Shout out to Britt, uh, Britt to the knee. She was at Survivor Series uh, yesterday, and she was at uh, SmackDown. Shout out to the Midwest Melon and Mafia. Uh, that is. Uh, three, is it three? One, two, four. Four uh, black wrestling content creators uh, or pods in the Midwest. We got, and if you're not following, you need to follow uh, We Love Wrestling, L-U-V. We Love Wrestling, my boy Trey D. Um, if you want to be in the know of anything that's independent wrestling, uh, We Love Wrestling is the place to be. Shout out to Trey. And he's a globe trainer. He's in every he's in every show. You got the ladies for Down for the Count. Um the entire squad over there down for the count. When I say they know they shit, stay know they shit. I love those ladies. Um, you got us with the culture cast, and you got my boys from the 314. I got my homie uh, Cinco, who's actually uh, uh, your uh, fraternity brother, Ked, uh, and down for the count. Uh, that's how Know the Ropes, know the Ropes uh, podcast, KT- KTR. Um, so the, Mid- the Midwest Melanin uh, Mafia is what we call ourselves when we uh, pod and talk shit about wrestling. But outside of that, man, shout out to the Barantier boys. Shout out to each and everyone here. And always a reminder before I get out of here, man, sugar does not go on grits. And if you choose it to put sugar not. on your grits, um, 
I just got to say you don't enjoy life. And if you don't enjoy life, there's no more life. Shout out to Drake. Be good. Bro, at me next time. That's crazy. <laughs> Nigga, I like sugar on my grits, bro. That's wild. You can put whatever you want on your grits as long as it goes to the trash afterwards. All right. Hey. So, wow. <laughs> Go ahead, JB. One last time before we close on out. My name is JB or JB versus the world. The writer's track is now over. So I'll be going back to my regular content here pretty soon. Um, been on a bit of a hiatus lately between the writer's strike. Also, I'm about to be an uncle pretty soon. So shout out to my brother for that. Also, back to oh, shout out to Britt to the knee. She's amazing. Like, she's so sweet. You know Britt? Yeah, we follow each other. Okay, cool. That's the homie. That's my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Cool peoples. All right. So um, may the space be with you with um Tay and Ant. Uh, we, and so we'll be back at the beginning of the year. Still working on those details out. But if you want to follow me on my socials, you can follow me at JBV the World on Twitter if you want to argue with me. And you can find me on JB versus the World on everything, including Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram. <clears throat> and all my central stuff is on JB versus the world.com if you want to follow me all there. I did my short, if you want to check out my short on Pepsi Phil's Return to Wrestling. I record as much as I could live. So if you want to touch that up, I'll probably post it up on Twitter right after this. But yeah. JB versus the world, all platforms. JB versus the world, JBV the world on Twitter. If you want to argue with me, come holler at me. I'm around. We can talk about anything, or you want to box it out, we can do that too. Because again, versus everybody, I'll fight you. Just kidding. I won't. I'm super nice. All right. That's it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. So with that, um, once again, just be sure that you uh, follow each and every one of these. black kings on this podcast uh i that de- i definitely thank them for coming through and showing love and doing this episode with us um and for your listening pleasure obviously the chaotic culture podcast will be back as well um big shout out one time of course to inside the model blurred uh to the gang also big shout out to shogo high you already know what it is uh, and with that, be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast on your favorite digital streaming platform. You can subscribe to the Patreon for early access and bonus episodes. That is patreon.com forward slash chaotic culture pod. Whether you subscribe to $2, $3, $5, $7, $10, dollars do not matter how you subscribe. We appreciate your support. Uh, of course, you can follow the Chaotic Culture Podcast on Facebook. You can also follow us on X slash Twitter at chaotic underscore culture and on Instagram at chaotic culture pod. You can follow me, Ked the Pro. That's K3D the Pro on all social media. You can follow Miss Nasa at all social media at underscore call me Nasa. You can follow Miss Sappy on all social media at scraps14. You can follow Law at Instagram at l.jr underscore 96 and on x slash Twitter at law 96 underscore. You can follow Jay on all social media at Jay Lee Trey and you can follow Steve on all social media at scuba Steve 1428. And this has been another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. So until next time, folks, remember embrace the culture, chaos rules. Be blessed, be safe. God is love. Two up, two down. It's the K.
KKP on your mother flipping airways. Hear the name ringing through the halls and the stairways. You were listening to a part that can segue. All the latest toppers guaranteed to fill your headspace. It's a safe place to voice your opinion. Say what you feel just like you're a kid again. Kid the pro and friends, black as obsidian. Chaotic culture, that's the world we living in. So what's the word? You are now tuned in to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. And...